Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Real Collective Podcast, a very special episode. If you're liking what you're seeing, don't forget to like, subscribe, and share. Uh, hopefully, you have us playing on YouTube. And if you're not, hopefully, you're listening to us on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. Uh, and if you're having a good time, you can just leave it on the tab in the background while you do some of your other work. It'll be a great time. Uh, so thank you for that. I am Brennan McKagan. This is Sean Tasse. We are both realtors. And if you want to just learn a little bit more, book an appointment with us. Click in one of the links below for the uh, Calendly or Calendarly link links. There's a few There's a few links you can choose. Take one of those off. Um, we'd be happy to talk to you about anything you might need in real estate. Because today we are talking about Sean Tasse's famous El Predict. El Predicto, where Sean predicts what's going to happen for 2022 with the marketplace. Uh, Sean, tell us how this even came about. What what brought on the El Predicto? Yeah, you know, I was thinking if if we actually were to do thumbnails for for these YouTube videos, that it should be like a, a picture of me with a crystal ball, uh, you know? Yeah. Uh, so yeah, I, we start, I started uh, predicting the future because it seems to be something that people want to do. I started doing this back in 2017. I suppose we can link all of the original videos uh, down below. So if you guys want to go back and see what the predictions were that I made going back 2017, 18, 19, 20, 2020, and 2021, um, then you can, you can see all of that. We'll talk briefly about the 2021 predictions that I made as well as um, some of the major players in the city make predictions as well. So we'll talk about what I thought would happen in 2021 a little bit. We'll talk about some market factors and, and how all of that might play into the predictions that we're making for 2022 going forward. So uh, I'll just jump right into it. In, 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 in 2021, um, there's two sort of major players, two major uh, real estate brokerages in the city uh, that thought that Ottawa would go up either by 7% or by 5.5%. And that's about as far as they take it in terms of what happens to average home prices. Uh, and when we do it, we, we, we get a little bit more into the nitty gritty about it. And specifically, we want to look at the number of transactions that happen, as well as the inventory rates, because supply and demand is the, the main driver always for what happens in terms of the uh, uh, price point. So what I thought would happen in, in 2021 is that our inventory would not crest the 2000 uh, mark. Uh, and so just for context, in 2017, we almost got to 10,000 residential and condo units for sale in 2017. And I thought in 2021 that we would not go above 2000. I expected that our number of sales would be about 19,000 uh, over the course of the entire year, and that our price would go up on average by about 25%. I remember the major players were saying that it would go up by 7% or 5.5, and we just, the year before, went up by 20%. Um, so, Brennan, you've got the, the numbers for the reality. So, how, how far off was I in 2021? Well, uh, for combined inventory, uh, we have, let me look at combined. In 2021 reality what happened the inventory was 2155 and sales were 20,302 total for the combined with a price increase of 22 percent wow. overall across the board obviously that's different between residential and condo but we did see a significant jump much more than the five to seven percent that a lot of people were uh, some of the other brokerages we're thinking, including our own brokerage. Yeah. But I, I feel like they play it safe too, because they don't want to be 
very, very wrong. So like, oh, look, it went up by that much. Yeah. Well, and the, here's the problem is that uh, we, we thought it would go up by 25. It only went up by 22. But if you're using 25 as your number, when you're thinking about buying a house, you say, hey, look, if the, if the rates are, if the, if the, if the prices are going to be going up this high, it gives you uh, knowledge that, hey, maybe I should uh, jump in a little bit heavier with my, with my offer to be able to, to lock this place up. Because if the, if the prices are going up that high, um, you're going to want to act more quickly. And this is the thing we've brought up multiple times here uh, is, is, you know, the, the, the faster you buy, the better off you're going to be. Right. Um, and, and then just to break it down onto two sides. Uh, so, so, you know, I thought we were going to be at 2000. We were at 2155. I thought we were going to be at 19,000 uh, sales. The reason I thought the sales would be so low is because I thought that there would be more sales that happened off market because people were not wanting to put their home on the open market with the, with the COVID factor. Um, so we'll get into how I think COVID might have an effect this year, but I was wrong about the number of sales. We sold more. Uh, I thought the price would go up by 25%. It went up by 22. I think it's closer than, than, than most people were expecting. Um, but just to break it down on the residential side, um, inventory, I expected to be at 1500 sales. I expected to be at 14.5 and the price increase. I expected to be 30% residential. I was a little bit wrong on that one. The reality, mm. give us 23.6 on residential, 16%, 16.1 on condos. That's how much they went up. Yeah. And on, on condos, my call was that the inventory would go, would, would not eclipse 500. This number of sales would be 4,500 and the price increase would be 10. Uh, so I thought the condo uh, prices would go up by 10%. In reality, they went up by 16.1. So that's, that's sort of where we were offset on having a higher price increase. And uh, a little bit of a spoiler here, uh, when we talk about the 2022 numbers, I think it's going to be the same thing where the, where the condos are carrying uh, the load. And I'll, I'll talk about that in a, in a couple seconds. Um, but just, just to get into some of the things that we use uh, to, to understand where we're at in the market as a whole, um, there's, there's three things that are really on my mind right now. Uh, one is interest rates. One is the COVID effects. And the other is this sort of international uncertainty that we're going through uh, right now. Um, so, so yeah, I mean, there's been a lot of chatter about interest rates going up. Um, and, and I think people oftentimes will mistakenly attribute uh, interest rates to having an effect on values, on house values, uh, because it actually does have an effect on affordability. Uh, but we've never really seen interest rates have a real strong effect on house values unless the, the, the changes are drastic. Um, and, and, and for the interest rates to change by, you know, let's say, for example, a point over the course of a year, I don't think it's going to have that big of, a, a, of an issue. I mean, over the course of the last year, the interest rates have changed by 1%. And it's had essentially, uh, you know, no major change on, on the value of houses in Ottawa. Um, so, you know, as much as it might have a, 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 a micro effect where it's sort of, oh, the interest rates are going up and instead of getting, you know, seven offers on a house, maybe we get four because people are worried or afraid or something like that. But ultimately, even with four offers, the house is still going to sell what it sells for. So, um, yeah, that's, that's my take on, on interest rates and, and the fact that I, I don't really think they're going to have the effect that some people think that they will. Um, but been wrong well, I think a lot of people who maybe don't 
follow real estate on a regular basis and just kind of see stuff that's posted in the news of like this house went for this much over asking without looking into like okay well what was the asking price was it a dollar you know was it two hundred thousand because they just decided to put it up at two hundred thousand and get as many offers as possible like you know so people get hung up on that and there's still people who are like well i'm gonna wait for the bubble to burst and like there's no bubble this bubble is a death star without the vent like that. that's what's going on right now there's nothing it's gonna stay like that until it floats away naturally in years to come but for now I, prices are just gonna keep going up and up the city's growing too fast too quick every year that this is just gonna keep happening so yeah and and i mean they, they've put out this 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 idea that hey we're gonna build whatever the number was i think it was like a, a million or 10 million houses over the course of the next year well you know even if they do, even if they can figure out a way to do that, there needs to be a place for all these houses to go. And we're Ottawa, we have this green belt, right? So th there's, that's, that's one factor. The other factor is even if they can get it figured out, even if they put, you know, um, I don't know, 400,000 new homes in Ottawa, it's not going to be right away. This isn't going to change in the next year or two, right? Uh, or, or, or 18 months, next year, 18 months, nothing major is going to change. The only thing that's going to increase is the number of people who are moving here um you know and and there isn't the inventory to serve them like i said we we're looking at again you know expecting 2,000 properties available for sale at any given time when in the peak of the market in 2017 we were like i said close to 10,000 it's, it's a huge different difference the 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 other factor one of the other factors that i brought up is uh the effects that covid uh might have on our market and of course we can't talk about predictions without talking about going into uh, year number three, this is, uh, we're, we're, we're almost into the, the third uh, year, essentially, of COVID. Uh, and I think we're kind of at a point where people are done with it. Just yeah. overall, be like, yeah, I don't care. I'm going on vacation. I got my vaccine. I got my third vaccine. I'll await my fourth by the looks of things, right? Who knows? Uh, and people are just like, I need to get back to my regular life because I can't keep living like this. And it just, there seems to be a lot of, um, you know, desire to go back. Obviously a lot of restrictions are being lifted. Who knows if they're going to be enforced again, but they're talking about removing, you know, mandates and masks and, and all that kind of stuff. So there's a lot of, there's a lot of stuff about it. Uh, I don't really want to get into a conversation about politics more I want to get into a conversation of the effects that it will have on the real estate market. I, and I think mm -hmm. that the more we uh, we see sort of a, a return to normal, we'll see a return to normal in terms of the typical cycles that we see in real estate in Ottawa. So, you know, a busier spring market, a slowdown in the summertime when people are, are, are you know, doing more traveling and vacationing bit of a pickup in the fall and then a, a drop down in the in the winter what we've seen the last couple of years last two years specifically is a real heavy drive in january february where people are just like okay this is the year i'm going and getting it and then we just see this spike in terms of price point going from december to january where we typically wouldn't see that until the springtime sort of mid-february or into march we were seeing a huge jump like 10% year, like, like month over month going from December to January. We've seen that now twice. Something very interesting to pay attention to. Um, it makes, makes a great time of year to buy a house, December. Um, 
Yeah, except for this past December, I found was like previous year's January's, where people are getting it, getting on things early. Uh, yeah, it was almost like all pushed back a month. Yeah, yeah. It's like fashion, you know? <laughs> Get your spring wear in January. Uh, yeah, I think you and I know nothing about fashion. Uh, speak for yourself, sir. All right, I will. I'll speak for myself. I know nothing about fashion. Uh, my Simon Cowell black t-shirt on, so I know exactly what I'm talking about. It's very I'm, able, I'm very much able to judge things I have no business judging, and that's what a black t-shirt does for you. Uh, this is great for all the people who are listening. Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, so and the, the, the third point, of course, before we get into the uh, 2022 predictions, is the international uncertainty. Uh, right now, there's a whole bunch of stuff happening around the world. There's questions about what effect will all of this have, not just on uh, the international markets, uh, but then, of course, we want to whittle that down to what effect does it have on real estate in Ottawa, because that's what we're talking about. And there, there is definitely an effect that it has on, on the financial markets right now, and that's not where our area of expertise sort of lies. Um, so what we're seeing, and this is like, Today is March the 2nd, 2022. Um, so what we're seeing is it isn't having an effect yet on our market. Um, you know, we are, we are very insulated being um, the capital city of Ottawa. And a lot of times when the money markets move and change drastically, it doesn't really have the same effect on the real estate market that a lot of people think that it does or that it should. Uh, and so using your, uh, your, your, your financial thermostat or your, your money market to judge the impacts on the real estate market uh, has the potential to be a slippery slope. So, um, you know, working with someone like Brandon or I who understands what the real estate market is doing and what effect that will have on you when you're buying or selling versus trying to use your own knowledge of what's happening, uh, you know, in the stock market or the Dow Jones or the TSC or anything like that and applying those philosophies to real estate in Ottawa might not be a safe bet. So. I think that's pretty fair to say. So before we jump into the 2022 El Predicto, uh, I think it's a good time to take a little break and we will uh, hear from one of our sponsors. Again, like, subscribe, share, book an appointment with us and we will be right back. This episode of the Real Collective podcast is brought to you by Real Collective. Real Collective brings together best-in-class real estate agents and collective experts in the field to deliver the best possible service to our clients. We govern ourselves with honesty, open-mindedness, and compassion. With diverse skill sets, our agents are able to serve a wide array of clients, including first-time homebuyers, first-time sellers, transferees, estate sales, investors, and rural, vacation, and luxury properties. Authenticity and transparency are pillars of our process, which allow us to put our clients at the center of everything that we do. Our years of experience and knowledge allow us to deliver prestigious service and optimal results. If you're interested in buying or selling your home, contact us today at realcollective.ca. Welcome back, everybody, to the Real Collective Podcast. Uh, if you're having a good time, like, subscribe, share on YouTube and Apple Podcasts and Spotify. Uh, if you want to talk to us about your own real estate needs in Ottawa, book an appointment with us in the link below, and we'd be happy to talk to you. Um, you can book with either one of us. Uh, so 
That being said, we last spoke about the 2022 El Predicto. So we're going to get into it now. We've covered 2021, uh, what your predictions were, what actually happened, forces that were driving it. Now we're going to get into 2022 and uh, see what we think is going to happen this year. Sean? Yeah, so this year, another uh, another exciting, likely record-breaking year for real estate in Ottawa. Again, we talked about the factors that are going into it, interest rates, COVID effects, international uncertainty. All of that is pointing towards uh, a, a supply that is going to remain low. So again, I don't think that we're going to have more than 2,000 properties for sale in any given month, and that will likely be in the late spring, early summer. Uh, so, you know, in the 1900s is my guess. I also think that sales will go up, even though we don't have a lot to choose from. There are still a lot of people who are needing to move. So last year we sold 20,302. I believe this year we're going to sell 21,000 properties in Ottawa. Uh, and I believe that the price increase will go up by 14%. Uh, some of the major players in the city are expecting the price rate to go up by 5% or by 9%. I think it will be more. I just don't see any way to solve the issue about inventory. Um, there's a ton of demand, which is you know represented in the 21,000 uh, houses that I expect to be sold. And there is no supply represented by the you know, 2,000 uh, uh, or less properties that will be available for sale every month. Just uh, for, for a point of, of, of origin for that, at the end of February, we had about 908 properties available for sale, both residential and condo inside Ottawa. And when I say inside Ottawa, I mean from Deep River to Cornwall. Uh, so that's not a lot to choose from, okay? Um, I do expect uh, a bit of a change to happen in terms of the condos. I expect the condos to outperform the residential properties this year. This is the first time that I've ever thought that the condos would do better than the residential. I think the residential prices have gone up so far and so fast um, that they're, they're, they're getting to a point where they just might not make sense anymore. Uh, they'll still go up. I expect they're going to go up by about 12% this year on the residential side, but the condo side I see as having the biggest potential for a swing. First of all, the price points of condos are a lot less. So a bit of an increase on a condo has a bigger impact versus if a residential property is, is average price at 720, uh, you'd need to go up by $72,000 to go up by 10%. If a condo average price is, I think it's like 400, you'd have to go up by only $40,000 to have an increase of, of, of 10%. So I think we're gonna see condos go up in, in, in percentage increase higher. And I think uh, another big reason is the, uh, the condo townhouse, I think is gonna be the major driver for that. Um, and, and the reason is, that is now the entry level uh, purchase. Uh, it used to be that you could go in and buy a townhouse as your first home. Uh, I think that as a first home, the townhouses that are 650 to 750 are almost getting out of reach uh, for a lot of first time home buyers. And those condo towns that are selling in the, you know, four, 450, 500 price points, even though they have the condo fees associated to them, they're a lot more accessible for that first time home buyer. So I think the condo price increase will be about 18%. The residential price increase will be about 12%. And the overall combined increase will be about 14%. Of course, condos typically only account for about 25% of the sales that we have every year versus residential, which, is, which accounts normally for, for, for 75%. So that's my thought. 
uh, about what will happen. Um, and then Brendan, you work with uh, a, a lot of people who are both uh, buying and selling. Um, what are you seeing on the on the ground? What do you see on the ground? Uh, thanks, thanks, Sean. Down here, uh, we've got a lot of people unsure of where to go. Uh, what I am seeing is people expanding their parameters. Uh, so people who are saying we want to live within the green belt uh, are now saying, hey, maybe Carlton Place or Russell or Cumberland or, you know, anything like that that's further out is not such a bad idea to get the home that we want. Uh, but even then, because of home prices and because of inventory, homes that are out there too, and by out there, I mean, not, not that bad, uh, are still going for a lot over asking and are still going in that high price range. Uh, so yeah, when you do get first time home buyers, a lot of them are looking at condos. Um, condo towns, I, I don't know that there's enough of them uh, to kind of, help with that so i do think yeah you're gonna see that increase because there's not a lot of condo towns to begin with uh especially condo towns with garages um where you get like that if you think of like what a townhouse is it's townhouse garage it's attached that kind of thing uh there's not a lot of condo towns like that there are condo town homes that you know have all in a row with no garage and a parking lot or whatever you want to call it parking spaces so all lined up at one place, which is the definition of a parking lot. Uh, <laughs> uh, you know what I mean? Like sometimes it's right in front of the unit uh, and sometimes you have to like walk around to go in front. That's more what I mean. Uh, so parking convenience could be a thing. Um, so yeah, I think you're getting a lot of uh, buyer fatigue and the buyers that are going to be successful are the ones that are willing to pay more now so that by the time they move in, it's already recouped a lot of that. Uh, I mean, I had that this year already in uh, January. Sold a townhome in Orleans and she bought it and we made a preemptive offer and we got it. And now at that price point, you cannot get any townhome in Orleans, any townhome, regardless of the work that needs to be done. So like it's jumped up that much and I'm like, hey, Remember how you thought you overpaid? You've made it up and you haven't even moved in yet. Uh, she doesn't move in uh, until mid-March. Uh, so for whenever this airs. But it gives you an idea that in a couple of months, two and a half months, she's already recouped that. So if you're thinking that the home prices are too much now, especially on the buyer side of things, which is more where I'm focused, uh, yeah, you just got to kind of prepare yourself to pay more now to make it up because uh, you will. Well, yeah, and we've, we've been telling clients for the last two, three years, look, you're, you're better to, like for now, you're better to pay 2023 prices and get into the home than to wait until 2023 because it feels like you're paying so much to get these houses. And I think the, the, the main point you're making about going out or maybe taking a house that needs more work is buyers today are having to make concessions. And whether that's a concession about the condition of the home, the location of the home, or the price that they have to pay to get, to get that home, there's, there, there has to be some sort of concession made. And if you don't, if you're not willing to make that concession, you're not going to get a house. If you're not going to make a house, the concession that you're going to have to make in a, in, in a year is going to be even worse than what you were thinking you'd have to make now. Right. So, so I think it's, it's, it's tough for sure for buyers. It's possible. You bought one, I think it was last week that it was, Hey, that was a win. 
like the, the, the price point paid for a single house, you know, in, in Orleans, I think you bought, you bought another one there for like 660, a single um, versus a townhouse for 650. Like that's, that's a huge win for those, for those buyers. And so having somebody guide you through exactly what to do and how to play it and where to get it. That's why we, that's why on the team in the collective, we've got specialists, right? Being a buyer specialist is a bit different than being a listing specialist, right? Being a buyer specialist, you're trying to go and grab that deal and scoop it up real quick and, and use time as your, as your weapon. Uh, and as a listing specialist on the other side of the coin, I'm trying to drag it out for as long as I can to maximize exposure and get it, get as much as we can for the property. I had a few clients reach out recently and say, stop selling these places for as much as you're selling them because we're selling houses for more than we should be getting, more than fair market value when we're on the listing side and we're trying to buy them for less than fair market value on the buy side. So um, yeah, it works out really well in our clients, to our clients' benefits. So I don't want this to sound like a pitch session. <laughs> no, but at the same time, I mean, like, I've, I've told people countless times in appointments and when I'm talking to them about how to effectively buy in this uh, in this market is it's a SWAT team mentality. It's a lot of preparation. And then when the time comes, it's go, 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 go. Cause that one that you were talking about. And again, it's, this is not like indicative and it's not trying to sound like a sales pitch, but it was, it was me telling my clients, Hey guys, this home is not taking offers. And it was, and now it's not, we got to get in there now. And within a couple hours we were in there and then we had an offer in there right away. And it ended up working out in our favor because they were on board with like, go, 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 go. Uh, and you know, it take a, it took a few losses and multiples before that, before they were maybe willing to, and that might happen with anybody that's listening right now. Um, and that's okay. Like that's some, you know, you're more than likely going to lose out in multiples before you get the house that you're looking for. Um, I mean, maybe you're willing to just trust us entirely and implicitly, whether or not you value a house at what we say it's going to sell for, those are two different things. Um, we don't value the house. We tell you what we think it's going to sell for. And if you think it's going, if you think that matches with what you're willing to pay for a house, great. And if not, then we move on. Um, so yeah, I think it just comes to just being ready, just being ready and ready to go. And that's pretty much all you can do and just have some faith in your realtor who whomever they may be if it's not us that's okay um it's probably better if it is though <laughs> uh <laughs> gotta pepper in a little bit of a pitch there but uh yeah man like it's 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 tough it's 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 tough but if you've got somebody that's working for you to look out for you to look into those things for you um, to check into your search portals and tell you what's going on and constantly be a little bit on you, so to speak. Um, I sort of think of it as like a personal trainer trying to get you to keep working out when you're sort of done, but like, Hey man, do you want to gain, you know, property <laughs> instead of muscles? Sure. Let's go with that. So there's a, uh, there's still the potential in there. Obviously, some people are buying these. Somebody is buying all of these houses. So um, what we're trying to do is get you the house that you want without spending more than you have to. Bingo. Yeah. Bingo. Cool. All right. Well, uh, that is the El Predicto for 2022. Thank you, Sean, for putting all of that together. It's uh, very I'll be interested to see what actually happens. Yeah. Well, I mean, you're, you're pretty 
pretty bang on, like all things considered, with your uh, 2021 predictions. So not bad, man. Not bad at all. I've, I've, I've been good at it. So that's why I say check the description. You can look back to 2017. The numbers that, I, that, I, that I'm spitting out are more in line with the reality that actually happens than a lot of these uh, sort of major players, the stuff that they put out. So uh, toot, toot. That's my toot, toot, toot. Realcollective.ca is where you can find both of us uh, on there, or you can type our name into social media and find us both. And if you're having a good time, don't forget to like, subscribe, and share. Uh, if you have us on YouTube, do please do that. Um, you can if you're downloading us on Apple or Apple Podcasts or Spotify, uh, maybe just share the link on your Facebook page or something. If you tell people you're having a good time with it. Uh, again, if you want to talk to us, book an appointment in the link below. We'll be happy to talk to you about uh, anything that you need in the world of real estate, whether that's buying, selling, investing, whatever you need, we got you covered. Because again, we are the real collective. I am Brennan McKeegan. With me as always, Sean Tasse. Thanks very much, guys. We'll see you on the next one. Wait, no, we will keep it real. Collective.